You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back, everybody, to the Oz Network as we come to you today for a first of a few episodes we're going to be doing over the course of the next few weeks where we talk about a little show that you might have heard of, not too sure, called Survivor. Yes, that's right, where we started from our roots. We're back to talk about this. It's been a long time since we've really had the old crew together to to talk about this, and you're going to hear that over the next couple of weeks. Yes, we've had some great coverage of uh, certain seasons of Survivor in the last couple of years. Um, I've not been involved in any of them, and that's the main thing. They haven't counted, because I haven't been involved in them. But I'm back. I've watched them all now, so yay. It's always about me. And today we're really going to talk in our sort of first part of this series mainly about the all-winners season, season 40 that's happening next year. It's filming right now, I believe, at the time of recording this, and uh, we've got plenty of listener questions, plenty of things to happen throughout this episode, and I'm very excited. Uh, I realise we usually open up with, my name is Ben, and insert line here, so I guess I'll say, my name is Ben, and here is my co-host, Colin. (laughs) And my name is Colin, and hashtag justice for Richard Hatch. (laughs) Justice for Brian Hardick. Justice for Fabio. Uh, Justice for Chris. Yes. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yes. Wow. I mean, look. Justice w- for Natalie White. Yeah. I, 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 I wrote in my article, I'd rather see Natalie White than so many of these other people on this season. So, um, I mean, I guess this is the ultimate dream season that we're all excited about. I mean, coming out to season 40, 20 years of Survivor, you know, so many things were discussed about what this could be, possibly Survivor legends, uh, you know, winners versus losers, or so many different things that were tossed out there. And it seemed for a while that the all-winner season was an idea, but then it was pretty much debunked. Um, and I believe, actually, breaking news, can I just break the news in right now that we're not even Ryan live? Ryan back in. Brian Heideck has officially <laughs> flown out to Fiji. Uh, breaking news, we also have a third person joining us today. Uh, I don't think he's one survivor. Maybe he has. Maybe it's been a while since I've, you know, been involved in survivors. Possibly he has. Are we going to add him on the line or are we just... <laughs> sure. <laughs> you think we'd edit Probably this out? Probably good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Again, time for editing. I'm sure, I'm sure Ryan edits this out of his show, but, you know, <laughs> we don't. <laughs> Uh, we'll just play some. <laughs> I was in such a role there. I was so like pumped up, like yeah, Survivor, woo, season forty. We're excited for it. Colin messages me. Rossi is here now. <laughs> Not completely here. Oh um... god damn it, Rossi! You're always ruining these shows. <laughs> all right. Well, shall I shall I continue getting all pumped up and excited? Yes, <laughs> just add, yes. I'm just sure he'll, he'll just drop. He'll drop in in the next forty five minutes. I'll just all of a sudden here, and I'm Rossi. Um. So, yes, uh, we're excited. Fuck it. We're excited for season 40, aren't we, Colin? <laughs> Thrilled. <laughs> awesome. And right, Ross uh, here. <laughs> hello, Rossi. Uh, hello. <laughs> you're on the air, Rossi. <laughs> you're on I'm the live. air. Hi, caller. You're yes, on the air. <laughs> Am I caller number five? You're caller number 31, according to your uh, picture. Uh, oh. Long-time listener, first-time caller, Anthony Rossi. <laughs> uh, I've been dying to get on your show. It's oh. <laughs> the only guy who's been talking about Survivor for the last six months. This is Dr. Crane here. Uh, why are you calling me? 
It is. You are the only one who has been doing any survival work for us in the last six months, Rossi. So thank you for your uh, contribution. We were, we were just doing a really pumped up introduction and getting excited. So um, <laughs> fuck it. Again, season 40. Yay. Are we excited? Let's go to you, Rossi. <laughs> are we not excited? Was that? I, I, I am excited, but I guess we're going to talk about why we are, you know, excited and some other reasons why not to be excited. I don't know. We just started. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, we've really lost our mojo. Um, I, <laughs> a lot of, okay, let's, let's, let's go back to ground zero here. Uh, not in New York. That's a bit inappropriate. Oh, man. <laughs> it's, it's a 9-11 joke. It had to happen eventually. But I think <laughs> what... What we're most Survivor fans, uh, since this has all been leaked, since we've seen the cast, everyone's been talking about the the people have missed out, the people who were there, and I guess for the most part, I think people are like, yeah, that's solid, but we're missing out on some of these ones, and we've got these ones instead. And with any all winners season, particularly when you're going into a season with thirty nine different winners. For the most part, you are going to get some good choices and some bad choices. It's very hard, I guess, to please every single person. But on the grand scheme of things, looking at this cast, how do you each feel? How do you think this rates? Is this a buy it, a rent it, or a bin it cast? Let's go with our our classic rating system. I'll start with you, Rossi. You've joined us. First time caller, long time listener. What, what are your, <laughs> your first impressions of this cast? Uh, middle of the road. Uh, rent it esque ranking. Uh, <laughs> there are clearly some that I am loving, and then there are some that I am hating. But that's what you expect. Mm-hmm. So that's what I get. That is a good answer. I like it. You're welcome anytime <laughs> on the show, caller. I like you, um, Colin. Just wrapping up. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Colin. Uh, next caller, please. Brian Heidick, <laughs> We have from Carolina. Brian, welcome to the show. <laughs> you can talk now, Colin. Oh, I'm not Brian. Oh, okay. I thought you were waiting for Brian. <laughs> we can too. <laughs> um, I mean, here's the thing. There's really no way to be disappointed. You know. Yeah. There's some people who are missing, but. I don't know if we really expected that they were going to extend the invitation to Richard or Brian. Um, you know, some of the winners, obviously a little questionable. I mean, we, we get almost every recent winner included in here. And I think some of the early ones that I really was looking forward to that I thought, okay, this is the one chance like Vesepia, you know, on the, the rankings episode, I was a huge defendant of Vesepia. And I don't know if she was asked. I mean, Vesepia, come on the show. Let us know. You're an ex caller. <laughs> but, uh, it's it, you can't really be disappointed. It's just I feel like some of these people like we don't need to see Rob again. We don't need to see Sandra again. We're about to see them again and then again. Uh, but how can you not be thrilled when Ethan is back, you know, and Denise is back? I mean, these Danny is back. Uh, so for every negative, there's obviously a plus. And, uh, you know, we get Yule, but we don't get Earl. Uh, we get uh nick but we don't get chris well maybe not um <laughs> there's pluses and negatives and jeremy you, you can't not be happy to see jeremy again Vesepia put a post on facebook not long ago saying that she didn't get a call so um i think she's kind of in the angry she's in the basket with uh brian um and uh, richard as well i think are the ones who sort of said they weren't called 
I think there's a few rumours floating around that uh, Jenna wasn't even called. But I mean, we'll talk about some of the other ones, I think, throughout the show, kind of the ones that have missed out. But, uh, I mean, you mentioned a few there that I think you were really pumped up for there, Colin. Rossi, uh, I mean, just quickly with you, who are the ones that you right now are like, yes, fuck, I'm so excited to see these players again? The immediate standouts is I... Um... I'm forgetting the full cast as I sit here, which is very good. Um, <laughs> but the ones that come to mind, I'm super excited for Michelle. What? Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, thanks, not, Colin. Uh, we're day. out of time. <laughs> not, Colin, we fought all through co wrong about this. You were but wrong. She can't, obvi- she can't honestly be your first one to be excited about. We have Daddy, we have Ethan, we have Amber, Denise. Oh, the first, Denise, and the first I'm one, Michelle. But I remember in order. Shut up. <laughs> I'm excited for Michelle, very excited for Denise. Danny's aw- like the, pretty much the women's tribe minus Sarah, all of them. Amber, <clears throat> Sophie, mm, excuse me. <laughs> I'm excited for all of them except Sarah. I said right. And some of the men, like, I'm really excited to see Adam again, um, Ethan, uh, Yule. Is, it's crazy to think that Yule's back. Like, so some of these people are really great. It's, I mean, look, all jokes aside, I think it's great to sort of have that perspective or something. Because, like, I mean, all honesty, I haven't really heard through what I've seen and sort of read and listened and all that sort of stuff about, you know, everyone's kind of talking up these similar names of who they're excited for. But I honestly haven't really seen anybody say, I'm excited for Michelle. I'm excited. Uh, actually, I did see someone say they're excited for Ben. But you didn't say Ben, did you? Did you? I don't know. No, you said Adam. I like Ben. I like, I like ben. ben. Oh, thank you. I like you too, Colin. Um, we should, I mean, if, for, those, <laughs> for those listening, uh, just quickly going over the cast, I mean, most Survivor fans will know this off by heart, except for Rossi. But uh, the, fe- the females coming back, we have Amber, uh, All-Stars. Well, I'm excited for Amber. I never thought I would utter that sentence before in my life. But it's kind of when they had this, I was, I was so hopeful that they would have Rob and Amber together again. And I just, that makes me actually quite excited. And I'm not really a Rob fan. So that that's exciting. Danny, absolute thrilled to bits with. Denise, same with that. Kim, you know I'm excited for that. I think everyone's excited. Michelle, I just always forget she's won this game. Uh, Natalie, Natalie A, I should say. Like, I don't dislike Natalie A, but I think there could have been better choices. Parvati, eh, but I guess you're not going to have a season like this without Parvati. Sandra, same with that as well. Sarah, eh. Sophie, well, I'm not going to comment on that. You know my feelings on her. And then the men, we have Adam... Ben, yay, I'm back. Ethan, which is very exciting. Jeremy, it's exciting. Nick, eh, I only found out who he was about a week ago. Uh, Boston Rob, you know, again, you're not going to have a season without him. Uh, Tony, that's exciting. Tyson, I'm not seeing anyone excited for Tyson again. That's interesting. No. Wendell, uh, I mean, is he going to be anything without Dominic? Who knows? And Yule, uh, which, again, not a big Yule fan, not a Cook Islands fan, but I'm excited to see Yule as well. So it's a very interesting cast. I think you mentioned Colin about how very heavy on the recent winners. I think from season 22 through to season 36, we're only missing two winners. Are we not? And that's uh, Mike and, and who have I gone blank on? Um, the most recent one. The, Oh yeah, that guy. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Does he count? Um, so, but again, as we keep saying, it was kind of always going to be 
one of these ones where it was you know going to be tricky to really complete this list. Uh, I mean, there was a, a leaked cast sort of before this one was uh, confirmed by Inside Survivor, and that one had Richard on it. Uh, I believe that one had Earl on it, Tina on it. So a few different ones there that sort of have been replaced by ones. I mean, just initial impressions when you see that entire cast, and again, this is going to be something that we're going to talk about between now and February next year, a long time. But if, if you had to right now, because I would love to replay this episode in 12 months' time and see what we all thought, just based on that cast, based on the dynamics, based on how these people played, if you had to answer right now with a winner's pick, who would it be? Colin? Uh... Honestly, if you look at the big seasons where they have all returning players, it's never the big players who win. It's always somebody that's like, where do they come from? I'm honestly very, very preseason here saying Danny. Because mm-hmm. unless you've heard, you're at, which though I'm not going to give the credit just to you. Let's give the credit to Danny. Not a lot of people out there thought to interview Danny, but... If anybody really wants to know, I'm going to put that as my request for the first Flashback Friday is the Danny interview, uh, because I don't think anybody has ever sold an invisible game as well as she did. And I don't think most of these players even know of or remember Danny enough, and they certainly wouldn't have anything to base it on other than what you saw on the show, which was nothing. So Danny's going to we know she's smart enough that she'll, you know, get through this game. She'll get very far into the game uh, and this isn't going to be one of these under the radar players, Michelle, who, you know, kind of uh, squeaks into a win with some weak competition. I mean, she had real serious competition in Guatemala. Completely agree. I've always said with Danny that if she was to ever come back on an all winner season, she would be my pick to win. And I, I stand by that to this day. I still think that she could win this game easily a second time around. Um, Rossi, do you feel differently? I'm guessing, are you going with your girl, Michelle, here or? I don't know. I weirdly think Colin makes the point of like, oh, when all the kind of big casts come out, it's usually the people you don't expect. Like Amber won All Stars. Like what? No one saw that kind of thing. Harvey. <laughs> like those players that people don't see. Sandra. Yeah. All of the All Star seasons, yeah. really. And I weirdly think this one's going to go different, just based on like that trend. So weirdly, I'm going to go with someone like a little bit more strong, but also someone a little bit under the radar. So I'm going to put my uh, bet on Ethan. Oh, that would be amazing! Oh, that just that gave yeah. me a, a an erection. Can I? I'll just be honest like that. That's, I couldn't put it into any other words. That got me excited. You know, um, it's just something to say in defense of the idea of Ethan winning this. Um, when Ethan played in All Stars, like he was doomed from day one. And I think if you rack up every season of Survivor in history, I don't know if we've ever seen somebody play as hard as Ethan had to play for the week and a half or whatever he was in the game. Uh, like, well, he, I guess he lasted all the way up to the merge. You know, there was only a couple of tribals in there, but like nobody really had to fight for their life as much as he did. And it wasn't even so much, well, he made all these good moves to stick around. It was, you see how dedicated he was to, I don't want to go out this early. And yeah. him being an athlete, I mean, he's super stubborn. And obviously, you know, He's gone through a lot since then. He's he's well past that point of, well, we don't want him to get to the end because he'll get a sympathy vote. Nobody's thinking that at this point. Uh, you know, he's obviously likable enough. Like, nobody will say anything bad about him. But what's going to happen if you get him in Boston Rob again? You know, is there going to be that that really understated rivalry between them? Great, great. Yeah, I completely agree. I've always been a huge advocate for Ethan's All-Stars game. And, um, yeah, I think... 
if I had to pick a male winner, like if we were just choosing male, female, um, Ethan, yeah, probably would be at the top of my list. Um, you know, I, I would even put someone like Yule up there again because the guy is just, again, really calculated the way he can do things. And I think you're surrounded by other such big alpha competition in the male side of things and also very fresh winners as well. You know, Wendell, Nick, uh, Adam, they're going to be very fresh on people's minds. I think Adam is somebody who can go far. Um, ben kind of can sort of be in the middle. But, you know, Tony, Tyson, Rob, you know, Jeremy, they come in with such, uh, you know, reputations of how they play the game. Jeremy, not maybe as much as um, Tony, Tyson and Rob, but still, you know, people are aware of kind of, you know, how he was playing the game. But I think also what's really interesting, sort of you were mentioning about like that rivalry between Rob and Ethan and just some of the connections that we have here, of course, which is exciting. Uh, And we can also talk about some of the ones we miss. I mean, one of the ones I think we really could have been great to see was Ethan and Jenna. Imagine putting Ethan and Jenna on a tribe together. (laughs) Like that would have been crazy good. But yeah, like you talk about Rob and Ethan, obviously, I mean, Rob and Amber, clearly, like, I mean, this is, I think I'm so excited for the fact that we've just got this full-on couple that, that, I mean, All-Stars was just completely, you know, marred by these two meeting and hooking up. Imagine if this was a season they got divorced. Like, it was full circle. Yeah. <laughs> like, season 8 to season 40. <laughs> One of them votes each other out, and then afterwards you hear the news. Like, Entertainment Weekly, Rob and Amber have divorced. Um, but, yeah, like, even will we get Sarah and Tony finally kind of not, you know, we didn't get that on Game Natalie Changes. and Jeremy. Natalie and Jeremy, exactly. Um, you know, Parvati and Sandra, you know, Tyson, Parvati and Sandra, all from Villains Tribe. You know, like, there's so many connections going on here. And then you, you look at the ones who kind of are, I guess, have never come back again, don't really have any other connections to other players. You know, you look at your Dannys, your Denises, your Kims. Like, obviously, people like this have played... Uh, so, uh, sort of attended events, they know everyone, you know. I mean, Sophie, obviously, uh, very popular out there with a lot of these players. You know, she's sort of connected sort of in the Rob Has a Podcast circle, so, you know, she knows these people. Um, you know, it's been a long time since Ethan, I think, really has been fully involved in these things too. So, you know, and you look at that. And then the newer winners, you know, people like Wendell, Ben, Nick, you know, how, how much have they connected with these communities? Are they just going to have this stigma of, oh, they're fresh winners, we know who they are, we know who they play? And then you mix that all into... You know, Ethan and Amber and people like that who played in old school Survivor, you know, without idols, without any advantages versus the Nicks, the Bens, the, you know, the Wendells who pretty much every five seconds have been given an advantage. So, Hmm. you know, so many layers that just makes this so exciting. And I think I even mentioned, um, I wrote an article on my website about how, you know, you could have cast this with the worst possible winners imaginable. You know, you could have replaced, like, a Boston Rob with a, a I don't know, Natalie White. And I, I wanted to see Natalie White. I, I feel bad saying that because I would have really liked to have seen her play. But, you know, bring back, like, Bob Crowley. And no disrespect to Bob Crowley. I like Bob Crowley. But, like, you know. And you still would be excited because there's so many layers, I think, to an all-winners season, how, how good it will be no matter who the winners are being brought back. Which I guess probably does lead me into the snubs, um, because clearly a lot of people are very angry over uh, particularly a few of them. I, I think Richard Hatch is the standout here, and I'm going to talk about Tina as well. But when you talk about winners of Survivor, Richard Hatch is the first, some would argue still maybe one of the most well-known, if not the most well-known Rossi, what's your take on not having Richard Hatch on this season? Because to me, that is a given. You have to have Richard Hatch on a season like this, and that has to be the biggest snub of all the players that have missed out on playing on this season. Uh, 
I don't know. For some reason, at first I was really upset. Like, how could you like revolt? Like, this is bad, 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 bin, bin. Like, <laughs> but now I'm like not, I don't know. I'm not as mad about it now as I was then. And I don't know what that's down to. I just am not that bothered. Like, yes, like if you were like to pick names and the first one that comes to mind would probably be Richard. I don't know. I'm just not as mad as I should be. Maybe you guys can convince me that I should be madder. I don't know. I'm just not that mad yet. Are you mad, Colin? Are you throwing shit at Rossi right now for saying, be madder? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, in a way, I kind of agree with Rossi, maybe for different reasons, because he doesn't really know why he's feeling this way. <laughs> uh, Rossi's very confused right now. <laughs> uh, but I think I can, in a way, I can understand, like I said, I didn't really expect Brian or Richard to get a call. You know, there's obvious PR reasons why you would not put them back on TV again. And there's the legalities with Richard as well. I mean, we know there were reasons why he couldn't be on Heroes versus Villains. I don't know if those things still stand or not. So I think I'm understanding of the network or, you know, uh, Burnett and Prope's decision to keep some people like him or Brian off. But, I mean, as a fan, you feel like, how can you do this without them? I mean, Brian is one of the most notorious winners of all time. And, you know, whether people are a fan of him as a person or not, he he has a reputation of being, like, n- not even just in terms of being a villain, but being a really, really dirty player, whether you look at that being dirty in a good way or bad way. You know, same can be said for Chris. And uh, with Richard, I guess the same thing as well. But uh, it feels like, we are getting the secondary season. You know, they held off on this all winners thing for so long. And now that we have it, I feel like you could, you could drop a lot of those other people, but it doesn't feel right to do a season like this and not have Richard as much as I understand the reasons why they may not have included him. It's kind of like when all stars first came out. I mean, I don't know if this was a legitimate thing or not, but I, you know, read once you know or uh, it was an interview or a story or something like that or somebody who was being interviewed who said there there was the idea to not include any of the winners but they're like how can we do a survivor all-stars and not include richard hatch and then when you include richard hatch how do you include him and not have him be the immediate target will you surround him with other winners i mean they knew this all the way back then Sir richard hatch was and still is survivor so I'm, I'm very torn on it i wouldn't necessarily say angry just torn it's and again, and this comes back to the thing that I mentioned about how you're not going to be able to please anyone. I mean, everyone, I should say, um, because you know, like there was a lot of backlash around Tina uh, not being on, and Tina, Tina yeah. and Mike were the two that I think were initially on the list and then cut at the last moment. So a lot of people are perceiving them as the alternates. And from what I've been reading, though, there actually were no alternates, so they kind of just cast sent them out. That was it. Um, and I mean, Tina to me is also a big disappointment. The first female winner, big Tina fan. I think she showed in Blood vs. Water that she can still play this game. So I think she would have been a very strong chance again. So that's very disappointing not to have her. Um, obviously for myself, Brian, clearly I'm, you know, disappointed, but I'm saying what, exactly what you said, Colin, I, I never expected it. I, I think that Mm. there's too much around him post game. Uh, it also comes also that Thailand was such an unpopular season, um, and I just I just feel like it was never ever going to be a thing that would happen, and that it's sad. But sometimes I'm weirdly at peace with Brian not being on there because mm-hmm. at the end of this season, there's going to be eleven one-time winners who have never come back, at least to this point, a survivor. And to me, Brian will still come out of this with a perfect legacy, 
and yeah. you think you think about twenty winners here who, you know, one of them's gonna come out and win and be a two time winner or a three time winner. Uh, whether or not that's a two out of two or a two out of four, two out of five, who knows? Um, but for the other nineteen who don't win, they've ruined their legacy to an extent. Mm-hmm. So Brian is gonna be one of eleven players. And this would be a fun episode to then come out and sort of rank when it comes to ranking winners and everything like that, because you could then argue, okay, then out of the, you know, 39 out of 40 winners or 30, well, so 38 out of, no, it would be 39 out of, how would that work after season 40? It would be, <laughs> no, 29? We, we have 39 winners going, 38 winners going into season 40, and we would still have 38 oh, winners yeah. going into season 40. So that's, uh, we'd have 38 winners after season 40. Well, I do maths well. We do have so, 39, I mean, 39 is done, we just don't, we haven't seen it yet. But we've only got 38 winners because Sandra's won twice. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> Nobody can do math on the show, okay. <laughs> Rossi's there going, come on, guys, math is my strong suit. Why aren't you talking to me? <laughs> but it would, it would be an interesting episode to be like, okay, these are your 11 one-time winners who have never played again. They've got a 100% record. Let's analyze who's the best and, you know, anyway. Um, yeah, other well, person, other, before, go, go ahead, Colin. Before you move on from that, you know, there are certain people that their legacy is their legacy no matter what. It doesn't matter that Sandra, you know, was kind of washed out on, um, Game Changers. She's always going to be the two-time winner. Parvati seems to be in the same level where it didn't matter, you know, how she performed, uh, on Heroes versus Villains, you know, and whatever happens here, she's always going to be held in high regard. I think it's these people from the newer seasons because older seasons is also more forgiving okay well when tina came back for blood versus water I mean, people were understanding of all stars the whole situation nobody's legacy was tarnished for being a winner and then losing on all stars but when she came back for blood versus water it was kind of like you said like she did way better than people expected uh but she still didn't win so those early season winners which what we have two of them on this season uh mm. you know, they're pretty much secure i think it is the people from season 22 on, like Sophie, Adam, and Michelle, um, they're the ones that if they don't win, y- even if they make it like you know to the merge or whatever, if they don't win, their wins are never really going to be held as high as they should. Well, do you not think, though, that... I agree with you. I think that's a great comparison. But then I would sort of say that you look at someone like JT, who I think had a great legacy, but his legacy's kind of ruined now, which I think is unfair. Um, I could debate that for a while because I don't think he's two seasons since, although he made, quote, dumb moves. Again, I think there's a lot around those, which you can argue still doesn't make him a bad player. Yeah, no, and and I think that's kind of the point because it all depends on how, you know, closely he played because JT, there wasn't that much time. I mean, it feels like it was longer than it was, but there wasn't that much time in between his first and second appearance, you know, and even his second and third appearance. I mean, it's, it's not like, you know, the gap that Ethan has right now. Uh, but when you're playing is, I think Jeremy is one of the few ones that's safe, but that's just because he's one of these players that improved his game the second time. And plus when he was taken out the first time around, he was still viewed as a major threat. Um, my argument, just on a complete side note, when you take a winner like JT and you do say, well, it proved he's not that good of a player. I mean, JT's played three times and he didn't really play as well the second or third time, but why are we going to give somebody like Boston Rob credit who, Arguably, I mean, an all-star is fine. He did well, but he played a terrible game two out of his first three, and he only won when he got to his fourth try. I mean, if JT came back for a fourth time and he won, does he get his legacy back? 
I would argue his legacy never went anywhere, but that's for a different person. To, to Yeah, like it's a good way. Rossi, do you have sort of any opinion on what we're talking about right now? Uh, JT sucks. No. Oh. <laughs> oh. Um, I mean, just on kind of like going, continuing on quickly here with sort of the people we, I guess, personally feel snubbed at. I mean, I... I've sort of put on the article that I had about, uh, what, I think 11 that I was really disappointed with. But, you know, I mean, Brian, yeah, absolutely. Vesepia, I would have loved to have seen come back. Jenna, I, you know, have been a bit more of an advocate, I think, of Jenna's game than a lot of fans out there. And she would have been, like, she to me is the original Parvati. So it would have been interesting to see her play against Parvati to see how that would have worked. Chris, D, that is, um, I think kind of, you know, we all yeah. would have liked to have oh. seen Chris. Earl, I think Earl, obviously, you know, circumstances, his wife's just given birth, and I believe there was a bit of complications around that birth, so uh, it's believed he declined it because he just couldn't get away. Todd, I mean, the redemption story around Todd with everything he's suffered post-survivor would have been amazing, and it's just so sad not to be able to see Todd, such a great player, not come back again. JT, I would have loved to see him come back for a fourth time. Natalie, I seriously would have loved to see Natalie White come back and put all these doubters to bed and to finally play a game without being tarnished purely by Russell. Um, and Fabio, I would have loved to see... Because Fabio is someone uh, I could easily see winning a second time. I think Fabio could have won this game, and then I would have loved to have seen Fabio, two-time winner, versus Sandra, two-time winner, and see people try to use the same, like, you know, oh, well, Sandra won twice, it makes her the greatest player of all time. It's like, well, Sandra's won two out of four times, Fabio's won two out of two, does that make Fabio the best player? That would be great to see. Um, <laughs> just just on Fabio for a second. I am very confused at their uh, choice to not include him. Just because you don't want a season where people are disappointed with, you know, how did this guy get voted out first? Like, remember what it was like when Tino went in All-Stars. It was like, mm-hmm. what? Like, what happened to my show? Or Johnny Fairplay and, you know, um, uh, Fans sure. versus Favorites. Yeah, uh, uh, sugar, right? So <laughs> I love sugar. Sugar's yeah, that's one of my all time. I don't Vetus, care if she didn't win; she should Vetus, be on this season. Not so, not so much Vetus, not so much Sierra. Who cares about them? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but but like, here's the thing with Fabio: if he's on the show, you want to stack your cast with people that you know aren't going to be, and that's why I don't really scratch my head that much at including some of these winners, like Michelle, that I think is going to really struggle in the game um or sophie you know who who because let's make this argument i don't think the sophie really days in the game aside i don't think sophie really played that much more than chris did in edger's edger extinction um but you have those players in there so that you know that there's some potential early votes and you can save some of these big hitters for later on. Put someone like Fabio in there. If he's the first one voted out, nobody's legacy is tarnished because nobody has any expectations that's of the guy. such a great point. I think that's such a great point. And on the flip side, I will say I would love to see someone like Sophie, who I, who I, I mean, pre- previous to New Chris said was the worst winner of all time. Um, mm-hmm. I would love for her to come out and prove me wrong and play a game that yeah. I can go, okay, great. I was wrong about Sophie. I'll stand by that fact. And she's a good player of this of survivor. Um, hey, I mean, I think a lot, a lot of, of people, yeah. I was just going to say a lot of people when, when the cast came out for heroes versus villains, there were a lot of people saying Sandra, why? Yeah. She yeah. wasn't regarded as a great winner until well, she did Amber, the second all stars. I mean, that was you know, the last minute replacement for Elizabeth essentially. And look what happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, Rossi, uh, I'll go with you here. Uh, I mean, any what? Who are you burning up inside that we're not seeing again? The two standouts, um, Bob Crowley aside, 
Um, the two standouts <laughs> that really were hard for me to kind of deal with was Tina, just because I really love Tina, and Earl. But Earl, very understanding of what kind of was going on at the moment. So I didn't expect it, given what I had heard. So can't really say too much about that. But yeah, Tina and Earl were the big ones. Uh, yeah, and maybe Chris, I would throw as the third one. Chris D or Chris U? Oh, I'll leave that in suspense. I'll let you think about it. <laughs> With Ross, it's probably Chris U. Uh, Colin, I don't know. If you, I think you've given me your... Have I, have I you answered this, or do you want to talk more about well, it? Well, I, I have, but I just wanted to say, like, you also are looking for entertainment on the show, and yeah. I know that a lot of these new winners have their fans, and I think, unfortunately, we're in this era where Survivor fans have forgotten that it is an entertainment show, so when there are people like Ben that are a big character, they just look for reasons to hate him. And uh, the same could be said for someone like Fabio, too, you know, because as, as, as bad of a player as I think Fabio is and as lucky as I think he was to win that game because he got to the end with a guy who basically broke the rules. Um, he provided a lot of entertainment on the show. So when you have these players like, I mean, let's be honest, Adam, Nick, these aren't Sophie. These are not exciting characters. We're missing so many of the big winners that, you know, regardless of how they do in the game, they're going to make for great TV. Sure, there was one really uncomfortable moment in All Stars with Richard. Yeah, that's you cut that out though. Everything the guy did, every second he was on screen in All Stars was the best part of that show. And when he was gone, the show didn't feel the same anymore. So you include someone like Chris. Where there's never one moment when Chris Chris Dougherty that is. There's never one moment when he is on screen where he's not entertaining. Whether you love him or hate him, you're still following him. You're still entertained. He's making good TV. Chris, the same thing could be said. You could even say the same thing for Tina. You know, she's not a huge personality, but she's so incredibly charming that she's going to entertain an audience. And are we really going to get that out of most of these people that they've included in here? And you've also got to look to some of these newer winners who, of course, are open super fans of the show. You know, what, what are they going to do when they react to seeing a Tina, seeing a Richard? Yeah. You know, people they've never maybe sort of seen before. Is that going to affect them if they get an opportunity? Like, shit, I've got to vote out Richard Hatch. Like, you know, what am I doing? Like, I, uh, that would even yeah. cross people's minds. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. Um, I, I mean, just quickly, a few of the ones that sort of I don't think anyone's really mentioned in terms of, oh, well, not – not a shame that they're not coming back, but I, I think that we need to mention the other ones, that, the other winners that I guess are not coming back as well. Tom Westman, I mean, I don't think Tom was ever going to come back. He didn't want to come back with Heroes vs. Villains in the first place. Uh, he did, and sort of, you know, I think that was always going to be a thing where he was just never going to return. Um, Aris, we saw him in Blood vs. Water. Um, I mean, he comes from the ultimate meh season of Survivor. So, I mean, I think kind of at the end of the day, no one's screaming for an Aris. I like Aris. Um, but yeah, I don't think that was a surprise. Bob, look, I, I felt like I was mean with Bob before. I like Bob, but I mean, how old is Bob now? Seriously, is he close to seventy? <laughs> like, I'm not trying to be mean here. I just that's a legitimate question. He would have to be. I, I would have thought over that. I mean, he was what fifties during Gabon, and that was more than was a that all ago. he was? Again, Surely. not trying to be mean, but that's all he was. I feel like I need to look this up. He's probably like 20. I, I've got it. Um, he's 68, 68 right now. Man, what did you do? <laughs> I love, yeah. no, seriously, I love Bob. I mean, Gabo, one of my all-time favorite seasons. But, like, you had a rough life, Bob. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, Cochran is, I think, a bit of a surprise. Apparently, he turned down the offer because he's writing Star Trek or whatever. But like, I, I would have guaranteed Cochran was on this season, given sort of he's everywhere yeah. in the reunions and everything. Mike too was a bit of a surprise, but as I said before, um, it was believed he was one of sort of the two that were cut last minute. Um, no one's calling for Chris Underwood to return. I can't wait now the next couple of weeks when we're talking about past seasons for, to get a chance to talk about this. And I actually, on Inside Survivor, they've sort of got a list of the ones who missed out and kind of reasons behind it. And they've got here Chris Underwood. When asked by uh, Entertainment Weekly's Dalton Ross if he had any interest in returning, he said, I feel really at peace with my Survivor experience. And I'm like, yeah, because well, I wonder why. <laughs> like, everyone's saying you didn't deserve to win. And you're just like, well, I'm going to take this. And I'm going to run away and never be heard of again. And the other one, I guess, which is also going to be interesting, whoever wins season 39, um, which in a way I was thinking like, well, surely they would be on it no matter what because they always like doing kind of, the, you know, the last season to play straight into the yeah. next one. But as it was kind of discussed, I think, with someone I was chatting about, it, it, it makes it a little bit tricky, doesn't it? Because generally they hide who the winner is until the live reveal. And if all of a sudden they tap them on the shoulder and be like, oh, Colin, uh, excuse me, um, would you like to play on the next season? <laughs> it's like, oh, why? What is it? Oh, you'll, you'll see. And then you Ooh. go out there and all of a sudden everyone's a winner. <laughs> and you're like, hang on hey. a minute. Did I win? It's like, no, this is winners versus one runner up. Wait, but who let the cat out of the bag that I won the first season to include oh, Canadians? Ben! Shit. Sorry, I'm getting sued for $5 million. Um, well, then it raises the question, like, if 39 was on, like, it raises the thing, like, in Russell's Heroes vs. Villains, everyone was like, I don't really know this guy, like, like, and he yeah. got further based on the virtue of no one knowing him. Mm. So, like, I feel like it's that kind of situation where, like, I don't know this person, and they'll either be the first out or, like, it's very far because no one knows them. Well, I, I is it going to be much? But is it going to be very different with Michelle and Nick out there? <laughs> <laughs> Who? <laughs> um, but I agree with you, Rossi. I I love that aspect. I like you know we obviously saw it with uh, you know Rupert. Also, I mean every season, every uh, All Star season has had that, haven't they? Where they've basically had someone directly from the season before. Um, so I've always appreciated that. I think it makes for interesting gameplay. And I think also too, Russell went into Heroes vs. Villains believing he had won. So, um, it's kind of, it would be very interesting to do that. And we could get the greatest survivor player of all time. Imagine if like after 39, it's like hands down the greatest player of all time. And then we're watching season 40 going, oh, God damn it. Why isn't Colin on this season? (laughs) (laughs) Oh shit. Sorry. I did it again. (laughs) Now I've got we've got a bunch of listener questions which I'm going to get to some of these because um, we're going to spread these out over the the next few episodes as well, kind of not to sort of blow our wad and all in the one episode. But I I would be interested to see in terms of the format of this season because a lot of the questions that we've gotten uh, revolve around just how advantage heavy this this show is now, and it, that's a whole other kettle of fish when it comes to talking about it. But would we like to see this? get rid of some of these and kind of return to a bit more of a bare buckle game and kind of change it up a little bit because, you know, yeah, players have got to adapt to the times. You know, we saw that with Boston Rob coming back and, and Redemption Island and so many of these players who have come back and played when they haven't had idols and all of a sudden they've got idols. But do do we feel that we need to have some form of adaptation, in particularly when it comes to celebrating the legacy of this show, because ultimately at the end of the day, too, not only is this all winners, we're celebrating 20 years of this show, you know, 40 seasons. That is a huge deal to be able to come into it. And they did that a lot in Heroes vs. Villains with a lot of throwback challenges and kind of, you know, celebrating a lot of things like that. So I feel like they should do this this time as well. 
Rossi, I'll start with you. What would you like to see? What are kind of your wish list items that you would like to see in terms of a format of Season 40? Uh, I mean, the first thing I'm interested in, I don't know how they would format it, is just the tribes. I want to know the tribes more than anything because I think that's going to be really interesting. Like, who's where? How does that break down? Because then that really affects gameplay. Um, Outside of that, in terms of advantages and things, uh, it's tough just because everyone's had such different scenarios like some people have had like i'm thinking of adam had this very one time only reward steal advantage (laughs) and like obviously that was a failed twist they never use it again but like those one-time twists like one world was a one-time twist used for kim like all these different things like how do they bring them together how do they kind of i think they need to like merge all the different things into one not essentially not cram everything into one season, but kind of pick and pull from all seasons. Like, what was really great about, you know, Borneo? What can we pull from that? And I mean, there weren't really advantages, but like all those different aspects, I think that would be the best way to handle it. Because some people have had fire making challenge, some people haven't. So it's interesting. To, it'll be interesting to see how much they pull. I think an even spread would be the best way to go. I like that idea. That's a good. Idea. I, I when you mentioned about the tribe split. Uh, I would love to see men versus women because we haven't had that since One World. So that I think would be a fascinating way to do it on an All Star season. So and like, do you do it? I mean, I'm assuming they're going to separate Rob and Amber from the get go, surely. Um, but we'll see how it plays out. Uh, Colin, Team captains. What, what, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe maybe <laughs> Rob's just maybe just Rob comes out from Island of the Idols with a beard, and so does Sandra, and then he's like, Amber, <laughs> Amber, where are you? <laughs> <laughs> stroking his grey beard he's looking old can I just say that in that promo Rob's not aged very well um, <laughs> Colin what's on your wish list love you Rob uh, I, I think everybody really does want a barebone survivor and, and the diehard fans you know need to <laughs> they're going to hate me for saying this but they need to kind of Come come to their senses and realize that, that they make up a smaller part of the audience than the quote unquote casual fan. Uh, so to say, well, you know, you shouldn't do any immunity idols, you shouldn't do any advantages. I mean, that's foolish. The reason this show is still on the air is because they do things to get people's attention. And when a new Survivor season comes out every single year. I mean, with the way media is now, does anybody really talk about, oh, I can't wait for the new location? I mean, that's all we really got back in the old days. Now these twists and themes and everything is how they sell the season. And in a weird way, even when it's bad, it gets people talking more. I mean, social media is completely different than here's your 30-second teaser at the end of a finale. So those types of things are here to stay. I know it's going to be something a little bit over the top. But deep down, I think even casual fans wouldn't mind a season like that. It's just you're not going to retain an audience for 40 seasons without doing these weird stunts. Um, one thing that I, I keep going back to this uh, every time I talk about Survivor with anybody since Rossi and I did uh, I, one of the early Edge of Extinction episodes. And we were talking about what would Edge of Extinction be with everybody who had been voted out. And I brought up the idea that. I don't want these people. I want these people to actually play the game, not like what Chris did, where he just won a challenge and came back. But make it so that if a person from Edge of Extinction does come back, they're forced to actually play the game. And I don't want Edge of Extinction back. But my idea at that time was that when you had you know ten, twelve people who had all been voted out, just spur of the moment, say, okay, 
one of you is going back in the game in the next hour, but you guys are going to do one tribal council after another until you actually are down to two people and then you do a fire challenge. Make them still have to vote and play the social game. Just surprise them with it. And then that I, I really kept thinking about that idea of the surprise votes. Hey, you have no plan. Imagine if not not like the way Palau did it, you know, you're voting somebody out right now, but you get to the first challenge and hey, guess what? You're not going to get to go back and form your alliances. You're going to have to vote now. That would eliminate a lot of these connections from just being able to form an alliance right away or having people who are just the winners targeted. Take away even just in the first episode the ability to strategize and just cause complete chaos from day one and then switch the tribes the next episode just to mess with people. Like I, I, I want them to make it hard for the people. I would have loved to have seen them, and I think we've got a listener question uh, suggesting something like this, is bring out like 26 winners or 30 winners and then from the get-go like five of you are going home right now like, and just, yeah. just <laughs> absolutely fuck with them. Um, you know, cause I think that would have just been hilarious. And I mean, we saw it on all stars that straight away, they've got like nothing. They've got, I mean, that was obviously back when survival was a lot more about the survival aspect of the show. And so straight away, it's like, you've got a pot and rice and Flint, like whatever it was, like you got nothing. Cause you are all stars. You are the best of the best. You should know how to play this game. So yeah, I think there should be certain elements to that. Um, you know, that just to really throw a spanner in the works with a lot of these things. So um, it's going to be interesting. I think kind of as soon as we know a bit more of the tribe dynamic, the, the format and all this sort of stuff, um, you know, and are we, is it just going to be called survivor or winners or is it going to be called survivor believe in Jesus versus Goliath's nose? Cause it's just, the titles are dumb now. What? Like when was the last time we had a good title of a season? Like remember when it was just Borneo and Pearl <laughs> Islands and Australian Outback. Now it's all like heroes versus hookers versus hustlers versus Goliath versus <laughs> David versus Extinction's Edge and on the Island of Idols. Um, it's between. I mean, why and- did they just go with thirty nine and call it Survivor Rob versus Sandra? Yeah. Well, eventually we're going to get, like, the Marianos versus the... Well, just Marianos, because there's so many of them getting popped out. Did you say... I um, thought you were going to say Wentworths. <laughs> probably. I don't know. No, it's um, versus the Culpeppers. There we go. That, I'm sure people yeah. love that season. I would. Uh, but... <laughs> Um, so yeah, we've got a bunch of listener questions and I will say, as I said, we've got a couple of these planned for the, the coming weeks. So some of the questions that people have sent in, uh, don't fear if we don't answer them on air today, we will get to them over the coming weeks. And in the meantime too, if there's any extra things that we've discussed about today, you want us to elaborate more on any of the future episodes, by all means, send us in. Cause we've got plenty of these that, um, I'll get to a bunch of these today and we'll see how far we get. Uh, but thanks, everyone, for sending these in. Now, Eric Kessler uh, on our Facebook page had a couple of uh, sort of questions. The first one he mentioned in regards to our rankings episode that we did many years ago, 36 hours of our life down the drain. Uh, Colin, you have any nightmares about that, those episodes? <laughs> <laughs> you know, funny enough, when I read that question, I mean, I did reply to that question as well. Um, I remembered back to when you and uh, Paul uh, did the, the updated rankings and just thinking to myself at that point never again <laughs> never again <laughs> and i think enough times passed now where it's like it's it's intimidating uh I, i'm pretty sure i would be reduced to tears by the end of it but it's it's slightly piqued my interest 
Well, Eric said, uh, you know, he'd love to see us do it again after season 40. Uh, now, Eric, um, as I replied to one of the comments on our page, we, we did the updated one, as Colin just mentioned, uh, sort of after season 34. Basically, we worked out a format where we could rank those players from those five seasons and fit them in with the overall rankings. And I think kind of our plan has always been every five seasons, we will try and do that. The difficulty in sort of doing it exactly the same way that we did it the first time is that we've all, I guess, spread out over the globe in those years since we've done that. And it was tricky getting those schedules back then, uh, but getting them now is nigh on impossible. So we sort of worked out a format on that. I employ you to listen to that. And I think at the end of season 39, in the lead up to season 40, it's something we will look at doing to rank seasons 35 through to 39, which won't take us that long. Uh, So... (laughs) Famous last words. But Eric also says, uh, do you think that... uh, No, this is a different Eric. Goodness. Hang on. There's so many Erics. That was Eric Kessel. This is Eric uh, Corbridge. Sorry. Survivor. Eric versus Eric. (laughs) There we go. Look at this. Uh, Eric Corbridge. Hello, Eric. Uh, Do you think the season 40 big name winners have learnt enough to realise they need to stick together? Or will we end up with another season like the original All-Stars or Game Changers where all the big names get taken out and we are left with a final group of contestants that aren't really favourites? I guess we sort of touched on that. I'll go with you, Rossi. Um, first of all, Colin, you can still answer this. Um, do you, do you, what do you think of that? I don't know. It's tricky because I think that, like, Heroes vs. Villains, like, Sugar was voted out first. Like, as much as, like, I like Sugar on Gabon, like, she wasn't the, like, fan favourite, like... <laughs> You know, just like there are seasons when people come back and the first people voted out are like Francesca was first voted out when fans versus favorites. Like you don't always get that big name gone first. So I feel like it's sort of 50 50 with who could go first and who could go early and how you could end up with it. I really think it depends on how you play out there more so than anything. Cause I'm thinking like Sierra from Game Changers, like she just messed up royally. Like, it wasn't, oh, Sierra's a big threat. Like, got to get her at. Like, she just messed up and they took advantage of it. Tony kind of suffered with a little bit of similar things, but also had a big target. So it's really dependent on how you can manage that. Your reputation is a big part of the social dynamic. So if people can do it, then we won't have the big names gone. But if if they fail, then it's on them. Colin? Um... I, I'm still heartbroken with the sugar thing. Sorry. <laughs> I, I just on a side on a side note, I just want to say um, uh, I, I don't even know how it came up. I think we were talking about sugar. I saw something that sugar had posted, uh, and um, I had told Jamie like, remember that time that Ben had sugar record me a little greeting, you know, when he met her or whatever. <laughs> and I couldn't find it on my phone, so I went down to the basement on my desktop so I could download and email it to myself so I have it on my current phone. So I've played that a couple times in the last week. <laughs> Hi, Sugar. Every, um, every night before I go to bed, I play the uh, the video of Monica Culpepper and Kim Spradlin kissing me on the cheek, so it's all good. <laughs> um, Rossi, do you have any videos of Survivor? Oh, just, you, met, you met Gabby, that's right. <laughs> Who? Gabby. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh, Gabby! Oh, I like her. Gabby, <laughs> I know Rossi she met her. I had to Google yeah, her. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, big family then. I mean, she was crying on Rossi's shoulder at the time, but he did meet her. Uh, but 
If you had said, question? Yeah, me, I would have I would have understood what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> obviously. Obviously. Oh yeah. Um <laughs> back on topic. This I had is why actually... I had you survivor here. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we've been off air for so long, people. <laughs> um I hadn't actually thought of uh like the big winners as being a target until I really heard that question, but you do look at all stars and how the winners were all targeted. I mean, everybody's a winner here, but do Aww. you want to? They're all winners except for. <laughs> Fill in the blank. You all get a participation certificate because you're all winners. <laughs> they just call it Survivor. All winners. <laughs> Everyone wins. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like there are the big guns out there, and the smart move. I think that these smaller players will want to make, you know, the way that Jenna went out in there and said, let's target the winner. I know Jenna wasn't the only one, but on camera, Jenna's like, let's target the winners and all-stars. You're probably going to get some of these people like, you know, Michelle, I keep mentioning their names, but Michelle and Nick uh, who say, let's take out Boston Rob. Let's take out Tony. Let's take out Parvati. Let's take out Sandra. Uh, So if the tribes are structured in a way I 100% believe that people like Sandra and Parvati and Tony, that it would be within their best interest. And I think they're all smart enough to realize that to keep each other around because you want that person to target. And with every season that's passed the recent seasons, the one common thing that's coming up is the idea of, I want to keep this person around because they're a bigger target. Uh, It would be idiotic for Sandra to go after Boston Rob. I, I think I agree with both everything you said. And I would sort of add, that like on paper you would automatically assume yeah Sandra or Tony they're going to be going straight away early and I mean we all would say Sandra's probably got the biggest target on her back purely because she's got the two wins if people are going to look at it that way but you look at game changers and how much Sandra impressed us all with the fact that what she did and how she was able to survive you know obviously not deep into the game but I also think a- another aspect to look at it is a player like Tony who admitted that he went into game changers just purely really to have fun he kind of knew he wasn't going to win so he's just going to go out there and just do what he did I think the honour of winning the All-Winners Season 2 is something that a lot of these players are going to look at. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they've got the win. They're great. They've got the million dollars in the back pocket. But what comes out of winning an All-Winners Season? So, you know, if Sandra wins, then hands down, you're going to automatically... No, no argument. She's the greatest winner of all time, you know. And if Parvati wins, I think there is a question related to that. Like, how does that legacy compare to Sandra's as a two-time winner? Mm-hmm. And I yeah. just think that just that yeah. distinct honour would be fantastic to have of winning an all-winner season. So a lot of players will probably look at it that way as well. Agreed. Rossi? Yes, I thought, I thought Colin, you were about to talk about that. You sounded... I... Somebody was coming home in the background. I don't know what was happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I just pulled up the video here. Oh, look at you. <laughs> <laughs> She's blowing kisses and everything. This is fantastic. <laughs> Hello, Sugar, if you're listening. She's Hi, nice, Sugar. Former Oslet, Ivan... I have a question to throw out there. Yeah, I don't know if this it. was discussed in the mega intro that I missed, but <laughs> do you think there's going to be any burnout on Sandra and Rob? Yes. From yeah. playing whatever they're doing? I think there it already is, on... even before 39. Well, it, I think it depends on how much we see them. Because, I mean, do we not... This is, again, another episode, but I feel 
you know, you go into Ghost Island or you go into these seasons where, like, they're, they're promoting this twist and then it kind of fizzles out after a while. Like, Edge of Extinction, to me, was the first season in a long time where the theme really stayed through the entire show. So, I mean, I don't know. Like, are you really going to use Sandra and Rob at, like, you know, the final eight? Like, I don't know. So... Let's yeah, I built mean, the Mount Rushmores out there if they <laughs> wanted them to be gone after episode one. Can we just ask who actually built them? Have they seen how to build a statue? Like, I drew a stick figure that looked better than those mountains. <laughs> and like, do they oh. do they bring them with them to season 40? <laughs> I want to see season 40, all the winners' heads, like, on a beach. <laughs> and instead of the tribe has spoken, you know, it's like, Michelle, your bust is broken. And boom! Like, just smash it all into one. Um, I'm building a shelter out of this statue here. <laughs> I got a shelter too, Rob! <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, God. Um, I, I mean, I think, yeah, I think I kind of agree with Colin too a little bit there as well in terms of there is a bit of burnout. And that's why I feel like everyone loves Sandra, but I still think a few people are kind of like, oh, Sandra again. Like, it's kind of, yeah. we love her, but again, I, I'm sure a lot of people would take Richard Hatch over Sandra. You know, yeah. obviously, a bit of a gender imbalance there. But it's 2019. Like, who knows? Um, like, uh, we haven't well, seen Richard Hatch in a while. Is that what you're going <laughs> Regina Hatch. Um. <laughs> I mean, the burnout that I was more so referencing was them, like, playing. Like, they're going to be, oh. tech, quote, unquote, from the preview. It looks like they're surviving. And they're coming right back. Like, is there going to be any burnout on their gameplay? They're not surviving. Well, There's a five-star resort in that cave. <laughs> Amber, like, even if I can't wait to see you. <laughs> even if they are, I mean, Sandra's pretty much proven herself. Not even She's not physically strong at all. I mean, she's one of the least physically capable people we've ever seen on the show. But she's, I think, a stubborn enough person that she would tough it out no matter what and not complain. Rob... I think he enjoys doing all this back-to-back-to-back stuff. I mean, look at how close together his Survivor seasons, his Amazing Race seasons were. Then he goes off and he makes his, you know, Rob searches for the world's most haunted house show or whatever it was he does. (laughs) Rob and Amber get married. Rob and Amber give birth. Um, Did anybody ever watch his Around the World in 80 Ways? (laughs) I'm sure he spent a long time filming that. I I can't wait to watch uh, Rob and Amber watch their reality shows. That's a great reality show. It's, It's thrilling. Rob Mariano carves a statue of himself. <laughs> Amber sits at home waiting for Rob. <laughs> I'm just so worried. Where's Rob? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a good point, Rossi, actually. I didn't think of that way. Um, and, I mean, particularly, you, you look at, all jokes aside, like, Rob's going to be out there for, you know, what, three months, essentially, four months, and then Amber's going to come along. Who's looking after their kids? Like, I mean, there's enough of them. I'm sure they can look after themselves, yeah. but uh, it's it's been long enough. Those kids, they're they're old enough to take care of themselves. Are they sent back to Beaver, where Amber's from, to go with you know. <laughs> Do we all remember that Amber's from a place called Beaver? Everybody, um, Ivan Ornalis, one of our former Oslets. <laughs> That's why I want to see that in the interview. <laughs> yeah, That's I want to Richard and Tina watch Rob and Amber's kids. T- Tina, why why aren't you out in the show? Oh, because I want to look after Rob and Amber's kids. <laughs> Come soon to CBS All Access. <laughs> How does one former Survivor winner who got snubbed from a show deal with 28 kids all named Rose? Rose, Rose, <laughs> which one? Ah, me, me, me. 
Tina and the Marianos coming this fall to CBS. <laughs> um, Ivan Ellis for Roslet. <laughs> Hello, Ivan. Uh, boo Golden State. Go Raptors. Um, the only players <laughs> to win US Survivor without needing an idol, advantage, or fire-making challenge in some capacity to save themselves in the last 10 seasons are Natalie, Michelle, and Nick, two of which played idols' advantages on others. How do you feel about these twists becoming near essential to play a winning game when they used to be merely the icing on the cake? Um, I'll just jump in there quickly and say that, similar to what Colin said before, I think this game has to, the, the game and the show itself has to adapt. Um, you're not going to be able to have a successful show running for 40 seasons without changing it up. And yes, a lot of us purists, uh, you know, long-term fans who have been here since the beginning might not like it. Personally, I think there are way too many advantages in this game. But at the end of the day, it is all about adapting. And this is what's going to make this season so unique and exciting is that we have players who won in version one of Survivor versus players who've won in version three of Survivor. And they've got to combine these games. We saw it in Heroes vs. Villains. We saw it in Game Changers. We saw it in Second Chance. Like, we've always had that conflict. So I, I think that, yeah, uh, you know, a lot of these winners have had to use advantages to, to get that far. But at the end of the day, that's the game that they've got in front of them. We can all sit here and say Chris Underwood was a terrible winner of Survivor. We don't like how we won the game. But again, the argument can be made. That's what he had. He did what he had to do. He played to the rules and he won the game. It's it's That's how it is. It's no different to how Richard Hatch created the alliance when back yeah. then that was a dirty word and people didn't think that's how you should play the game. He did it. He won. That's how he won the game. So um, I think... It's it's going to be very interesting uh, how all these players come together and play whatever format they've got in front of them, I think. Colin? First, I just want to ask, um, anybody in the room would have predicted, what, like five years ago or whatever, that the first Auslet to gain a master's degree would have been Ivan? Raise their hand. <laughs> I'm raising it. <laughs> wow. Thanks, we Colin. knew it wasn't Ben. <laughs> <laughs> You know so I've got seriously. a degree, right? That's the that's a bit where you're shocked. You've got a degree. I've what? got a degree. I've got a degree. Rossi, you've got a degree, right? Yeah, yeah. I've just got a <laughs> master's degree. Okay, we should be. We should. He should be the one on the show analyzing this. Well, why are we Noah, here talking about it? Noah lived in Europe for a year. <laughs> so um, yeah. <laughs> And now he speaks Korean. Uh, yes, and and Lancey, which is why he's not here. Lancey has a very successful Instagram page. So you know, if, <laughs> while we're comparing life goals, I'm just bragging for my fellow Auslets. Uh, I spoke with Jared Elliott recently. He's doing very well for himself. He's about to buy a house with his girlfriend. So go, Jared. Point being, I think I- Ivan has outshined all of us. So props to Ivan first. Good, Good on job. you, Ivan. Change your basketball <laughs> team. <laughs> um, but uh, what was the question again? <laughs> uh, do you, how do you feel about these? Oh, the near essential to okay. play a winning game. Yeah, that's right. I was I was I was actually very floored by Ivan. Like seriously, like, this guy's got a <laughs> master's degree. Like, <laughs> what have we done with our lives, guys? <laughs> um, anyways, uh, the thing is, is that yeah, the, the advantages aren't really going anywhere, and. I don't think I'm as upset with, oh, this person won because they use advantages because 
every week, all the diehard Survivor fans complain, oh, there's too many advantages in the game. Everybody's got an advantage. They'll make fun of the fact. It's like, I've got an idol. I've got an idol. And then when somebody wins because of advantages, they say, well, they only won because of their advantage. Well, they won because they use the advantage more than everybody else did. That To argue a person won because of an advantage would be like arguing, well, Richard won because he had a vote. Like, yeah, mm. they've all got advantages. They've all got votes. And the idea that these new players, you know, because it's so advantage heavy, might have an advantage because of that as well. I don't really buy that because these were all first time players. So these recent winners who won because of advantages, let's say Chris went in there, you know, he won because of an advantage. Well, he did that not knowing how to use advantages. He figured it out how to to play it as he went along. So when you get people like Danny or Ethan, you know, who are going to be competing with them, uh, they're learning it for the first time as well. You know, if you had somebody like this is why I'm not as big of a fan of guys like Rob and Tyson coming back, because the idea is you're a winner, but it took you, you know, two, three, four tries to win. Does that put you on the same level as somebody like Danny? Uh, does it put you on the same level if you won with advantages versus somebody who hasn't? I, I think that the people who never played advantages are going to go into it and play exactly the way that somebody like Michelle or Nick or um, Adam, Adam, there's another guy, or Ben would have before. I don't know, like, sorry, Bruce, before we get to you, because like, I, I, you think about it on the flip side, if all of a sudden they came out and said season 40 is Borneo rules, no idols, no mm-hmm. advantages, no swaps, no anything. I mean, are we automatically then going to say, you know, Ethan's going to win or Amber's going to win? You know, I, I, I don't okay. think so. I think you, you, you adapt to exactly what's in front of you. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's a great question, Ivan. This is why you have a master's degree, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would have just said, do you guys like Survivor? Um, <laughs> Rossi, do you have any thoughts? I mean, Survivor's been very about get on the bus or it's going to leave you kind of thing. Like, Tina had no sort of prep of, like, for Blood versus Water. She's just out there and you got to deal with the Redemption Island, all this stuff. And, you know, Sandra had to deal with, you know, the first double tribal council uh, together, you know, all these things. Like, I think that every advantage is new to the people playing the game even if you know we've seen idols for you know 25 whatever seasons but it's new every time because it's new rules new situations so it's always Mm -hmm. different it's never the exact same thing you know there are different you know personality types all these kinds of things dictate how the game's going to go so i think it's uh not necessarily like oh you know wendell played an idol he's gonna win like anything like that because you know we may not have idle rules be the same or you know there may be new twists like everyone's going to tribal council the first night and you're going to pick tribes that day or something you know it's it's all these mm-hmm. things that you can't predict mm-hmm. and i think if they go on what was colin saying was earlier was you know if it's unpredictable you know there's so many people and they're going to vote out two people at the first tribal council all this kind of stuff and then they throw them into six tribe swaps like it's all new to them so i don't think anyone necessarily has an advantage i think maybe a little bit, they don't have to shake it off. As like Danny's gonna have to like move quick to understand everything to play it, but she's not gonna be any more out of luck than Natalie Anderson or whatever. Mm-hmm. Completely agree. Right, great answer, Chris uh, Horoznikik. Sorry, Chris, if I've mispronounced, I probably have mispronounced your name. I always do it. Um, hey, you, yeah. <laughs> Chris, no, Chris, 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 uh, Chris even appeared on a couple of uh, Survivor Oz episodes in the past. I remember oh, him. There you go. 
Hi, Chris. Thanks for Hi, Chris. being on Survivor Oz. Clearly, I listened to those episodes. Which winners <laughs> being voted out would be most heartbreaking for you? Because some of them have waited to come back after such a long time. Seeing people like Yule, Danny, Kim, Denise would be particularly crushing. Sad face, sad face, sad face. Ivan? Ivan? <laughs> He's on the line I... right now. Oh, yeah. Hello, Ivan. <laughs> I'm calling, Rossi, I'm calling Ivan uh, Rossi Ivan because he's the smartest of all three of us here. Um, Rossi. Okay, um, you know it's a little bit tough just because I always think about like where they go. Like, um, I remember way back when Survivor during Survivor Oz days, I wrote an article about Second Chance and how you know like you're never going to get the cast right you're never going to get the people right your people are going to be upset that so and so gets voted out all those kinds of stuff and like it really all depends like I, people probably weren't crying that Vetus got voted out first in second chance uh, even if they were a fan they probably were crying about it kind of thing so it's going to be tough like if Yule is the first person voted out it's going to be hard to deal with that like as someone who really likes him so but I don't know if I'm going to be truly heartbroken because the people, maybe Danny would be the one person that I'd be really heartbroken if she was gone early. But other than that, I'm kind of predicting that it's not going to go the way that I wanted to go. And I'm just going to have to deal with that. I I would just say quickly, uh, Danny, Kim or Ethan would be the three biggest ones that I would get upset if they were the first boot. Colin? Uh, I'm going to go with Danny and Ethan as the two big ones. Um, I'd throw Tony and Sarah in there as well, just because I'm, I'm huge fans of both of theirs. Uh, I'm actually a, a massive fan of Sarah's second game. Uh, but as well, Jeremy and Natalie, you know, because, mm. again, they're such big characters. Uh, I don't I don't care if they're Legacy's Tarnished or whatever, you know, because I'm, I'm a fan of both of their games. But just as far as entertainment goes, I mean, we've got so many kind of dull people out there. And I think... You know, the energy that Natalie and Jeremy bring, whether it's the beginning of the game or the end of the game, I mean, they both seem to get better the longer they stay on that island, whereas everybody else kind of gets, you know, really dreary and uh, lethargic. I mean, it's just incredible watching whether it's the Amazing Race or, you know, Survivor. I mean, Natalie's always gold. Uh, And the same thing with Jeremy. I I think I, I probably lean more towards Jeremy out of those two that I would be heartbreaking just because I think he is such an incredible player. Even when he lost, he was the best player out there. Uh, but I mean, those are just a couple of them. But some of the other ones like Parvati, you know, and, and Rob and Sandra and Amber, like I honestly wouldn't care less if they're the first one voted out. Uh, Chris Dixon. Hello, Chris. Long time fan, long time listener. Um, he has asked us who our early winner picks are. We've already answered that one, Chris, but thanks for sending that question in. Uh, some other thank ones you, we got. Yes, thank you, Chris. I feel like I need to pull up uh, Granny Survivor um, because, you know, we love you, Granny. It's been a while since I've been able to read your name out on air. Um, she says, hello, dears. It is good to be back and putting my listener <laughs> question through in over a year. Firstly, I'm overjoyed that my Survivor coverage is back at the Oz Network. I hope we can expect some fantastic guests wow, in your podcast. <laughs> 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 Poor Ivan. Uh, <laughs> Rossi, I'll, I'll send you the stats. People did listen. Um, I hope we can expect to get the podcast. 
<laughs> and are going to be covering Australian Survivor this year. If so, I'd love to see players from 2017 and 2019 on recaps. We'll talk a little bit more about Australian Survivor, uh, Granny, on our next episode. We'll get to that at the end of this. Uh, I love Sandra. I love the. Hold on. I was just going to say, our longtime listeners like Chris Dixon and Granny Survivor are like, all right, we'll address that at a later date. Or, well, we already talked about that. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening to the show, guys. Uh, we, we just know our listeners so well that we talk about what they're, uh, you know. Um, I love Sandra, but the season 39 theme is too much with her and Rob as mentors. I hope we get a more back-to-basic season. I'm saying not idols. Go away, dears, but just less. Some questions I would like answered, and in typical uh, Granny Survivor, she has six. Uh, and there's a game at the end of this, so don't worry, it gets better. Not that these questions aren't better, but we're going to ask them and find out. Number one, what is up, dears, with the past ten seasons only having three female winners. It is very low. Now, that's a very interesting point because in in catching up on this show, sort of watching three seasons very closely in the space of a month or so, you, you, you sort of really do notice, hang on, male, 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 male. Now, it is fascinating if you look at the divide between sort of the first half and the second half of Survivor that this spread has really become male-heavy. So, I mean, I, what is it? What is it, Colin? Why are more males winning this game at the moment than, than females? It's not something that ever really occurred to me. Um, I think if you start to analyze, you know, the differences, you can analyze men versus women, or you can analyze the differences between the men that are winning now versus the men who are winning then. Outside of Ben, when was the last time we had a real true alpha male win? It's been a long time. It's a lot of these under-the-radar ones. I think that the way that the show evolves, everybody's a big fan now and everybody knows the game inside and out. So for a long time, we were having all-female winners. Season after season after season. I mean, I, I, for, for quite a while, women outnumbered the men because the people who were watching the show at the time, they were targeting the men. Uh, they were getting voted out really early because that's what people perceived as a threat. It got to the point where women were winning this game that they're no longer under the radar just because they're women. You know, when you had people like Natalie um, or Sandra, and now they're perceived as just as much of a threat. We've shifted to the non-alpha male winners, guys like Nick and Adam. uh, And I think that's kind of the way. And I'll even include Chris in there, too. You know, I mean, physically, he looks like he'd be an alpha male. But you look at his personality, he's definitely not. Um, It's just the trend of who's not the threat. And that's kind of the way Survivor's gone for the most part, is whoever's the least threatening will make it furthest. Well, I would just say quickly before Rossi you answer is twice we've had four consecutive wins in a row from the same gender, and that was both by men. So currently we've got that at the moment with Ben, Wendell, Nick, and Chris. And before that, um, it was... Uh, it was? Yes, I had this in front of me a second ago, and now I've lost it. Um, good to me to do my... Sewell, Earl, yep. Todd. Yep. Tom. And Todd. No, no, no. Thank no. you. Todd, yeah. Yeah, and then twice we've had three women win in a row um, with Jenna, Sandra, Amber. Amber. Um, (laughs) You can't say it that way. And Sophie, Kim, and Denise. So, I mean, you would say we're due for a female win in season 39 because we never seem to get past the four in a row, but it'll be interesting to be going into season 40 with five men winning in a row. Rossi, do do you think there's anything to this? It's tough just because... In recent years, we've been actually getting more... You know, there's always been a disparity of idols found. 
you know, more men have found idols versus women and comes out all these different things. But this recently was meaning a lot of women with advantages like Aurora had an extra vote. Kelly and Lauren had idols in the last season. So a lot of people had advantages. So like that's shifting the balance a lot. Um, I'm not quite sure if I can pinpoint one sort of reason why. Um, I think Colin made a good point that the playing fields leveled out a lot more. So the targets are all shifting. Um, I honestly thought we were going to get a female winner in 38. So I was kind of just banking that in, but we didn't. Um, <laughs> Chris? <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. I, I've, we've been long overdue uh, and I, I, I don't really have the know of why. It's just like, I, I just, we need it. Okay, I don't, yeah. see, this is where I'm going to make an argument, though, because I, I don't think we could be overdue for a jet. I mean, isn't that kind of, not to pick a fight or anything, but isn't that kind of, you know, stereotyping or whatever to say that, like, oh, we need a female winner. That would be like saying, oh, we need a male winner. We just need a good winner. Like, I don't care who it is. You know, like I kind of mentioned, we're, we're in this phase now where it's the under-the-radar non-alpha male winners. P- pretty soon people are going to start getting sick of that. But I'm not really for, oh, I want a female winner because it's a female winner because we're going to end up getting somebody maybe like Sophie who's not a great winner. You know, what I want is somebody who when they win the game, everybody's like that person really deserved it, you know, which and it's been a while since we've had one of those. When we get people like uh, not knocking Adam, I, I feel like I keep knocking Adam or not. Adam was one of the better players on a season, but nobody really walked away from that saying, you know, what a great season and such intense competition. You know, he was the best of the bunch. It's sort of like, yeah, you know, he was good for what he was, but it wasn't a very competitive season all around. I want somebody who just knocks your socks off no matter who it is. Sandra, Richard, you know, Chris, Tom. Quick fire question for both of you then on that topic. Which season or which winner do you think was the last time on what you were saying, Colin, that we came out of it going, great winner, great season? Like, how long has it been? When would you say the last Uh, one would be? Jeremy? I don't know. (laughs) Not Sarah? You said you were a fan of Sarah? No, I'm a huge fan of Sarah, but I, I don't think a lot of people, well, Rossi obviously wasn't. Guilty. Rossi, what would you say? Um, I was trying to think. I would, weirdly enough, I'm going to go say Natalie Anderson. It's a and tr- I know yeah, the season's mean, not popular, but I think I think it should what? be popular. We've defended someone Delsa a lot of the time, and I think hopefully by now, I'm hoping it's going to get some more love after the last few. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I liked Heroes vs. Healers vs. Hustlers, but I don't think I came out of it going, "Oh, Ben, like wow." Um, I was more excited for the fact that somebody called Ben won Survivor. Um, but yeah, I, I would probably agree with you, Colin. I mean, I enjoyed Game Changers, but I would have preferred Brad or Troyzan to win. But yeah, probably I would say Cambodia or even going back to Cagayan. So 10 seasons ago. So yeah, damn. Second question from Granny. Should the... Rebuttal to Colin again, real quick. Just to clarify what I'm saying, that we're overdue for a female winner. It's not that, oh, we've had this drought, we have to, you know, get the water or whatever. But in the sense that we've had, I think we've had some really great female players. And we talked about this on the Edge of Extinction uh, recap, that they're just not getting their due in terms of the edit, the response, the legacy of them. Like, we talked a lot about Victoria, like being a good player but not getting recognized by the show and barely getting talked about in terms of the edit or anything like that 
that's what I mean is we're getting these really great players that are doing smart things, but they're not being rewarded. And we're getting these sort of lackluster winners that are like Chris. And we're like, when we have just amazing female competitors that are not getting their recognition. But, but at the same time, when you have the amazing male competitors, like the honest truth is the amazing male competitors out there, most of the fans dump on them because like, Oh, another alpha male or whatever, you know, like I, I think for the most part, if you do stand out as a player, most of the fans are going to end up hating you. You know, the casual fans, you know, we'll, we'll cling to them. But the diehard Survivor fans, like, I, I don't want to dump all over Survivor fans, but it feels like we've gotten to that point where the diehard fans, if you're getting a lot of screen time, we automatically hate you just because of that. So in a way, it's almost better if somebody doesn't get the screen time they deserve or they're not having their game sold because that's when people just start jumping down your throat saying, oh, the show's just over-profiling them. Because we haven't really had a full-on winner's edit in quite some time, I would feel. Yeah. You know, the, the oh, they're definitely winning this game, you know, whatever. Um, should the idol expire at, num- at six if they have fire-making challenge at four? Um, open floor. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, we talked, Jared and I said, Jared was saying in the season at recap there should just be a straight vote in between idols and mm. fire because then mm-hmm. you have the opportunity to get out the players that are being covered by advantages yep i would agree with that uh number three i know jeff won't do an first boot season but could you see a captain season i, would, I mean come on first boot season would be would probably almost be as excited as an all winner season uh Oh, God, you're one of these, are you? Uh, could you see a caption season with two to four first boots like my beloved Queen Reem, Pat, So Kim, and Zane? Can I just put this out there? Is Reem technically a first boot? I know she was first voted out, but, like, on the stupidness of last season, she's the f- Like, everyone was a jury member except for the two people who walked off. She was there till the end. <laughs> like, if Keith and Wendy had have stayed, would they have been jury members too? Yeah. That is Everybody so stupid. <laughs> it is Sorry. stupid. Which I'm sure um, Ross and Jared have touched on that. <laughs> all, all anger aside on that question, I, I I would be down for that. I think that would be a great idea with the captains. But I, I would still go on the fact that I would love an all first boot season. Rossi, yeah. Ream, I'm guessing you're in the Ream fan club. Yeah, Jared's got me. Uh, Jared's the president and I'm kind of just newly elected in the officers club. But uh, yeah, big fan. They should Why? make the cap. No, she's amazing. <laughs> she, I, no, I agree. I'm a, I'm a Reem fan too. You have oh, to watch God. the deleted scene of her greeting War Dog at the edge of extinction. Best scene There's ever. A, there is a, a company from Australia. It's like a bathroom, like a <laughs> Reem. Oh, you, did know. you find this the installer Reem thing? Yeah, okay, right. Never mind. We played it on the first episode. <laughs> I, I love listening to your episodes, Rossi. I just clearly forgot. So move you and on. Granny Survivor talk about our recaps <laughs> weekly. <laughs> Listen to them; they're great. <laughs> uh, did you finish answering that, Rossi? I, I don't know if I interrupted you. Well, I did, but yes, I don't know yes, if you. Installery, <laughs> <laughs> Colin. Uh... Well, like, there's no reason to not do a first boot season because these people were good enough that you cast them on the show in the first place. And I mean, I don't know how many times Propes or other people have said, sometimes the person that you think in casting, this is going to be the star of our show is one of the first ones to go. So all these people are good enough that they could make for television, you know, good television all the way through an entire season. And it's not like 
the lack of familiarity with the audience is going to be an issue because we have all these new player seasons where there's no familiarity from the audience and half these people are boring anyway. So let's bring back some of these, you know, great first time uh, or first boot players. And let's throw the second boots in there because we need to get Billy back on oh. the show. Hashtag bring back Billy. Um, yes. Yep. Second boot club. Uh, one could be an argument that they're better, but you know, and I want, I want old school first boots. Like it's all well and good to bring these back, but where's our Sonyas? Where's our Debs? Yeah. You know, where's our Diane Ogdens? Peter Harkey, come on. Like, we're really old school. Like, Deb Eaton, Redemption, Winning Survivor. (laughs) 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 They did it on French Survivor, so, you know, like, you never know. Um, Wanda! Wanda! (laughs) Justice for Wanda! (laughs) I feel like we need to get uh, Australia Survivor's Dez on this show. Whenever you mention Wanda, he'll go into a good old-fashioned swearing rant about how much she sucks. Isn't he one Um, of the listeners? comments we have yeah yeah we love des uh will ream oh god granny's in this club too apparently will ream become the second first boot to return again well tina returned again wasn't she the second um <laughs> uh, probably i i don't get the ream love i'm sorry ream annoyed the shit out of me so rossi this is a question for you <laughs> she's so great she's gonna come back and she she's gonna win she's that good. Well, I wouldn't go that far, but I, I she is great. <laughs> Colin, don't lie. You know it's true. <laughs> don't lie. <laughs> you know she's the uh, Um, uh, Have we gotten to the point in Survivor USA that finding idols and playing them for big moves is worth more in a resume than the old school way of surviving tribals and never having your name written down? Well, I think the obvious answer to that is yes. Yeah. Um, I mean... I don't think there's any question that it is. That is an absolute yes. Plus, Absolutely. And again, this is <laughs> this is the way the game evolves too because you look at Survivor, Borneo versus Australian Outback in Africa, you know, alliances were considered a, a bad thing in Borneo and even a little bit in Australian Outback. By the time Africa came around, it's like, no, of course we're going to have an alliance. That's how quickly the game changes. So the same can be said for, you know, the um, advantages, the idols, things like that. Um, and, and not having your name written down, that's the exact same thing. Nowadays, if you've never had your name written down, it means nobody's considering you a threat. It's almost a better thing on your resume to say, look at how many times somebody voted for me and I survived. If you're like, well, nobody ever voted for me, that in a way it doesn't seem as impressive anymore just because of how the game has changed. We saw that with Gavin, didn't we, in Edge of Extinction, kind of, that was brought up and it didn't really do that. I've always been an advocate that I think they should return to what they did in the early seasons, where if you've got a vote cast against you in a tiebreaker, that affects you, because then that makes you play a different way so that you don't get a vote put against you, so... Um, I and they're so quick to jump to the rocks. Remember when drawing rocks was kind of like seen as the ultimate, like, holy yeah. fuck, rocks! Now it's just like, meh, we'll go to rocks. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, Rossi, do you have anything to add on that? Well, I would say in terms of thinking of the seasons that we're kind of talking about 40, you know, some of these questions come into play when you think about Denise, who was kind of one of the historic people, like, went to every tribal, like mm-hmm. that, and that played into her story, like, that was a big deal. And then you have people like Natalie who lost their, you know, partner on day one and stuff like that. So like a part of their storytelling is like more than just idols. So I think that it can, I feel like this 40 can actually like mess that up a little bit. Like I know we're in this era of big moves, idols, twist, fire challenge, all this stuff. But I feel like the people can like change that based on 
how they are and how they play. Uh, the final one here, and before we end it with a couple of quick little fire games here, um, see, we we'll kind of answer this one too. Do they need to tone down the idols, bring it back to say four idols tops in a season, two pre-merge at each camp and two post-merge? I would say yes, because literally it's beyond the joke now where we actually have to have them writing on the screen how many idols they have. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, any thoughts on that? Either of you jump in? Uh, I think the argument against that would be and I don't, I don't think this is right. I'm of the opinion that it would be better with less idols. But when you look at how dull some of the recent seasons have been, the only things that really provide any entertainment is when you do have, I'm playing an idol, I'm playing an idol. Um, now that's more a knock against how dull the seasons have been and not or how great it is to have all these idols. But it's very hard to sell... I think TV executives or producers on let's get rid of this when you come out of a season, it's like, well, that was the one entertaining tribal council. And that's what even people who don't like the season are saying. Rossi. Um, I just think that I'm uh, the one thing I'm over. I'm not super over the amount of idols. I mean, I am and to an extent. I think there are too many, but like the main thing is I'm just tired of this. All right. I played it. I'm going to go find it now. Yeah. It's just the one thing I'm over. Cause we've seen it like in the last four seasons. So, bring back that's... the clues. Bring back like just a picture of a tree and a stump, and that's all they've got. Like, not a, oh, I'm going to go find an idol. Two seconds later, oh, there it is. Like that. That's what it has become. Like, it's, I it's, want yeah. a clue that says it is definitely on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> and so you're looking up. Um, put <laughs> put them in like Swahili or like Icelandic or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> like, really challenge these players. Like, I want Boston well, Rob that... going. Ambuck, do you know what this means? <laughs> well, that, you know, it's funny because it sounds like a joke, but think about the new opportunities that opens up where you need somebody's help. Does anybody speak Swahili here? Like, imagine <laughs> you know if it's someone's going to be like, oh, my brother's sister's boyfriend went to Africa once and learned yeah. the language. So I do. Well, and that's the thing is that you're forcing people now to reveal themselves. So it's not just I have an idol make the game more complicated make people sometimes have to go to somebody they don't want to work with yeah yeah all right got some quick fire we'll close these out questions as i said everybody else who sent listener questions don't fear we've got plenty and we'll answer them in our coming weeks and i'll tell you how we're going to be doing that in just a moment granny survivor always has a little true and false game at the end i'm not competing in this because i can see the answers in front of me so that's not fair so either of you chime in with this and we'll go through this quickly are you ready you're set cool right no yep Number one, Courtney Yates, true or false, I should say, Courtney Yates is the second highest most sit-outs in Survivor history. True. False. Rossi is correct. She is number one. Rossi's uh, a liar, <laughs> okay? And so are you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question number two, Kelly Wigglesworth, oh, bless, still holds the record for most female confessionals with Borneo with 85. What do you mean still holds the record? Oh, from That's... Borneo. I thought, like, they changed the confessionals in Borneo. Oh, overall, <laughs> I get it. Uh, so does she still hold this record? Uh, I'm going to say true. True. Uh, you are both correct. Uh, Kathy Vavrick O'Brien is second on 77. Sue uh, is second on 71. I'm guessing that's from um, Borneo. Aubrey from Korong has 70, fourth, and Tina in Australian Outback has 69. There you go. Uh, Ryan from Amazon wrote in his bio that they would like to be Superman. I love how Ryan gets a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hello, Ryan from Amazon, if you're listening. I don't even know um, who that is. <laughs> Was it Ryan Aitken? Is that was his name? Ryan yeah. from Amazon wrote in his bio that they would like to be Superman so he could see into the girls' locker room. I remember that. Yes, true. Yes, yeah, that's oh. no, it's true. I I remember that like being a big. Uh, I love that Ben said I remember that, and <laughs> Ross was like, "No, it's got to be false. Ben's a liar." <laughs> I'm just trying to make Colin win. Um. Number four, Sandra won against Tawana. Everyone laugh, it's Tawana. Uh, in the Survivor Smoothie ch- in the Survivor Smoothie Challenge for Immunity. False? True. It's false. Sandra lost to Dara. Oh, Dara. Because she hates seawater. So, um, uh, Colin, you take the lead now. I guess. Final that one. That's not that impressive. Final one. In Guatemala, Rafe, thinking about mixing nuts with corn oh. to make... Taking it, make what? This isn't even a question. They've literally written in Guatemala. Rafe thinking about mixing nuts with the corn to make it taste better. <laughs> um, question mark is my answer. <laughs> True. It's false. He was thinking of throwing dirt in it. <laughs> oh, how did we not get that, Colin? You're the winner. Yes, <laughs> cheater. You know Thanks who I have for anything for that? Ryan again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks, Granny, and thanks, everyone, as I said. We will answer more. And what we're going to be doing in the coming weeks, as I keep mentioning, a couple more episodes. So next episode, we're going to have uh, former Oslitz Cable and Julian joining us to talk a little bit about, I guess, Summer Season 40. A lot of it will probably be a bit more on Australian Survivor and just also on the state of the game in general. And then after that, we're going to have former Oslitz, Nick Chester, uh, talking a little bit about... Uh, more, that's going to be more of a, a fun episode because we're going to be talking about the negativities of this show a little bit. You know, why, why? what is wrong with the show right now? How can it improve, I guess? And also we'll talk a little bit about New Zealand Survivor at the same time as well. So it, any questions that you haven't already sent in uh, maybe related a little bit more to those, please do, and we'll get to the other questions that we haven't gotten to on those two episodes. Uh, but this has been a lot of fun. I am enjoying talking about Survivor again, and I'm looking forward to more of these episodes coming in the future. We've got plenty in the books coming up for Season 39, Season 40. I think we're going back to weekly recaps. Ross, it's okay. You can stop doing your you know three episodes a season. It's all good. I'll take it from here if you want. Uh, <laughs> Actually, no, you can do all of them. Uh, I'm putting more work on you. Um, but, uh, you know, we're very much looking forward to doing all that. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe on all the relevant podcast channels. Leave us some feedback. We'd appreciate to hear from what you say and think. And this has been a lot of fun. My name is Ben, and um, good night, Ryan Aiken. My name is Colin, and hashtag Danny wins season 40. And uh, my name is Rossi Allen. Long live Michelle. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.